Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hello, Andrew. Edwin. Sure good to see you today. It's great to see you. I love getting together to chat about the text. Yes. Maybe we should call this text chat. Text chat? Chat. Chat text? Chat text. Chat GP. What's the thing called? Chat, chat GPT text? Chat GPT text. Now, you don't want people thinking that we've been AI in this program, do you? <laughs> <laughs> they would be like, no, I don't think it's quite to that level of quality. <laughs> wow. 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 Why wow. don't you just go ahead and read Psalm 86 from your Bible over there? I'll be reading I mean, Psalm 80. Yeah, see? Psalm so 87. The AI would never make that mistake. So uh, Psalm 87 for the New King James Version. A psalm of the sons of Korah, a song. His foundation is in the holy mountains. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwellings of Jacob. Glorious things are spoken of you, O city of God. I will make mention of Rahab and Babylon to those who know me. Behold, O Philistia and Tyre with Ethiopia, this one was born there." And of Zion, it will be said, this one and that one were born in her, and the Most High himself shall establish her. The Lord will record when he registers the peoples, this one was born there. Both the singers and the players on instruments say, all my springs are in you. Here's the city of, of Jerusalem on God's holy hill, Zion. Mount Zion. Glorious things are spoken of Zion of this city and what a beautiful picture it is. We pointed out yesterday that whichever way you read this, and by the way, some of that that issue of reading, uh, depending on the translation you read, you're going to get moved in one of those directions. The issue of which way to read it actually impacts how they translate some things within this. So I, I know some people might be reading a particular translation and say, well, I don't understand why you'd get that other view because the view that they have affects how they translate. Sure, And so that's that's the thing to recognize. One of the things I'm appreciating reading through it again today um, is, again, this idea of the the registry or the census and uh, how the blessing is really for those who can say, I was born in Zion. I want to be born in Zion. Yes. Whereas you might be thinking, no, it would be better to be a citizen of Babylon or a citizen of Cush or a citizen of, you know, any of these places that were so rich and wonderful at the time. And particularly as, as we were exploring at the end of the program yesterday, that God's people perhaps were under judgment in Jerusalem lie in ruins when this was written. That's, Potentially. That's quite intriguing. And for the psalmist to come along and say, no, but the best thing will to be have been born in Zion, be mm-hmm. born of Zion. What a powerful thing. The psalm begins with a declaration of God's love for the city and God's love for Mount Zion. It ends with a declaration from worshipers regarding their love for the city and their source of life that's found there. So a little bit of an inclusio, maybe. But what we find here at the very beginning, on the holy mount stands the city he founded. The Lord loves the gates of Zion more than all the dwelling places of Jacob. I'd like you to listen. On the holy mountain stands the city he founded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with the New King James, his foundation is in the holy mountains. Isaiah 14, 32 says, What will one answer the messengers of the nation? 
The Lord has founded Zion, and in her the afflicted of his people find refuge. Mm. And then we flip over to Isaiah chapter 28 and verse 16. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am the one who has laid as a foundation in Zion. I'm going to go ahead and read the rest of this verse because it's it's going to become important later in the week. But behold, I am the one who has laid as a foundation in Zion a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not be in haste. When you read these kind of passages, you can see why for some people... They are very concerned about what's going on in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. that plot of land, yes, and what's happened there through the centuries. What we find here is in Psalm 87. I gotta gotta get that right. I keep wanting to say 86. Psalm 87. What we find in Psalm 87 is God built a city, and that city is Jerusalem. And regarding that particular city, that geopolitical entity, that that uh, structure we recognize that actually there had been a city there long before the Israelites yeah. came in. We, we read about that back in Genesis. Melchizedek was there yeah. as a priest, a priest of Salem, which mm-hmm. refers to Jerusalem. When David comes along, the Jebusites are living in that city. That's and right. David conquers them, but is not able to drive them completely out. So they stick around, which that's a whole interesting it aspect is. of what happens there. Probably actually even setting the groundwork for the fact that Well, Gentiles will get to be born of this city, Mm. tying in here. But as far as the Israelites were concerned, this city of Jerusalem is one of those cities that they didn't build. They didn't lay the foundation. They didn't build the walls. They didn't put the structure together. It was something that was just there for them. God provided it for them. But even saying that... We recognize that that's something that's metaphorical. That's something that's figurative. God himself didn't build those walls. Mm. He didn't set one brick on the other. And so we we might be, and perhaps should be, looking for something that's even more true to this statement about the city that's going to be founded. Mm -hmm. And I think we find it Mm -hmm. when we get to the letter written to the Hebrews in our New Testament. Ah, okay. So in Hebrews chapter 11, when talking about that chapter of faith, listen to this. This is what our Hebrew author says about Abraham. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. By faith, he went to live in the land of promise as in a foreign land, living in tents with Isaac and Jacob, heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city that has foundations, whose designer and builder is God. You can understand why Jews who read this or heard this for the first time might look back yes. to what we've what we've been talking about here, to Psalms yeah. like Psalm 87, to passages like those in Isaiah that we just read, because that was a city built by God. And what a tremendous thing to make this connection to Abraham, because he leaves or of the Chaldees to head toward this promised land. And where's that? Mesopotamia, Babel, ancient Babel. Yeah. Okay. And so you you have the, uh, as we were talking about how Zion is going to supersede uh, Babylon or Babel, uh, that's happening with Abraham and with his call to that land. Yes. He's going into the land to this place. To now, this now, city. He's not right? getting to be in the cities yet. He's dwelling in tents. It's not settled yet. But of course, we have read that history. We know what happened. We get to the time of Joseph and they move into Egypt, Rahab, but then they come back and they finally get to be in these cities and they, they get to eat from trees that they didn't plant and crops that they didn't actually work for yeah. and live in cities that they didn't build. 
And that's exactly what we find there. However, mm-hmm. in Hebrews, in this letter, we find out that ultimately this is not talking about something that we can look back to. It was talking about something that was actually a present reality when Hebrews was written, but certainly a present reality for us. Once we move into Hebrews chapter 12, listen to how it begins in verse 22. But you have come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to innumerable angels in festal gathering, and to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Now this Mount Zion is being contrasted with a Mount Sinai, isn't it? Yes. And the giving of the law and how dark and terrifying that is. Yes. Contrasted to this glorious Mount Zion. Yes. Notice you've come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God. But wait a minute. This is different. The heavenly Jerusalem, not the earthly Jerusalem. He says, you've come to the heavenly Jerusalem. And then we get to verse 23, to the assembly of the firstborn. That word assembly there, that's the word church. Mm-hmm. In fact, lots of trans. I mean, you're looking at the New King James, I think, yeah, right there. Does it, it does it use it the is, word church? It there? is the you've come to the general assembly and church of the firstborn. Okay, yeah. So the the word for church is is right there. It's the yeah. I mean, any sermon that we've heard that has that word ecclesia, that's it. Mm-hmm. It is the church of the firstborn. Now, by the way, firstborn here doesn't refer to Jesus. It actually refers to all the members yeah, of the, the firstborn church, ones because it says the firstborn who are. That's mm-hmm. the plural. So it's actually pointing out that when you're a part of this church, you have a firstborn type blessing, a double blessing. Yeah. You're, firstborn inheritance. Yes. Yeah. What a, what a fantastic thing that is. But we've come to a new covenant in Jesus. All right. So what, what are we learning here? I'll tell you what we're learning. We're learning that the true city who literally, completely, 100% and in all other ways is built, designed, founded by God is Christ's church. Mm. When we have come to Christ's church, we have come to Mount Zion. We have come to the heavenly Heavenly Jerusalem. Jerusalem. We have come to the city of the living God. So what Psalm 87, yes, I get it. There was that context that they were talking about then. They were supposed to see the blessing of Jerusalem. But what that's ultimately talking about is Christ's church. Glorious things of you are spoken. And I think we need to remember that. If we want to yeah. be on the winning side, we have to be born mm-hmm. or reborn yeah. in Christ's city. Well, that's what I was thinking. Uh, going back and making the connection then to Psalm 87, when he talks about the blessings for the ones being born there. And I want to say I was born there, mm-hmm. that we can be born into this church, born in again into this church. But then also to the idea of, as you were talking about maybe the the other view uh, about the the kingdoms versus the the Mount Zion yesterday, talking about how the the day will come when all these kingdoms are subject to this kingdom on Mount Zion, and again I I think ultimately there is the return of God and there is a great judgment and the ones who are with Him and in Him are the ones who will know victory and to reign. Well, again, either of those two readings those poten- those two potential interpretations of the Psalm that we brought up yesterday works with the church just as well. Because in the church, yes, you can be of Israelite lineage, or you can be of non-Israelite lineage, Mm -hmm. and you can be born in Jerusalem. Even if, even if biologically you were born in... heavenly Jerusalem, right. Even if you were biologically born in Babylon, or biologically born in Egypt, or biologically born in Tampa, Florida... Or Kentucky. Or Kentucky, or Indiana, (laughs) or Idaho for some of us. 
even if you were born there, you can be born mm-hmm. in the heavenly Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And so if you if you want to take that reading, that u- unifying reading, you can. If you want to look at the exaltation by judgment reading, well, let's not forget the book of Revelation. Exactly. And in the book of Revelation, it is set up telling the story of the contrast Egg. between the city of God, the yeah. heavenly Jerusalem, and Babylon. That's right. The worldly city, the the ungodly city. Yes. and. And Babylon gets judged. Mm-hmm. Zion is exalted above mm-hmm. Babylon through judgment. So either one of those, again, it works. But I tell you what, if you want to be on the winning side, where have you got to be? Mm-hmm. You have to be born in the heavenly Jerusalem. I remember what it said at the beginning of the book of John. John writes in John chapter 1, beginning at verse 9, The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Praise God. And so there's there's that rebirth. And then we get to John chapter 3, mm-hmm. where Nicodemus comes to Jesus by, by night and says, look, I, I'm trying to figure out what's going on here. And Jesus' response is, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. You have, to be, have born to be born again. Again, Nicodemus doesn't quite get it, so Jesus re- reiterates, but changes a little bit to, to give us a little further understanding. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And you know, interestingly, when he's done with this conversation, John then takes us to where Jesus and his disciples are baptizing. That's right. I wonder what being born of water and spirit looks like. It yeah. looks like being baptized. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like being immersed in, in water. In, in allegiance to Jesus yes, Christ. It's the birth of water exactly and spirit. Exactly what it looks like. All of that together. And so if we want the victory, because this psalm is about the victorious city, mm-hmm. if we want to be on the winning side, we have to be born in that city. Mm-hmm. Amen. And that's what we're talking about in that city is actually Christ's church, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. his kingdom. Yeah, I'm excited about that, excited about talking about the church and looking at the uh, connections between Psalm 87 and the church as we go along this week. We're really glad that you've joined us for Text Talk today. Love to uh, hear back from you. Send us an email, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. And uh, Edwin, why don't you close us out with a word of prayer? Holy God, thank you so much for your city. Thank you for designing it. Thank you for building it. Thank you for opening its gates and inviting us in. And thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, our King, who has welcomed us and commissioned us and cleansed us so that we can be a part of this city. I pray, Father, that you will allow the conversation that Andrew and I just had to get to folks who need to hear it so that they too can be reborn, born into your city, born into your kingdom by the blood of your son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. It's through your son, Jesus, that we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna, Christ is captain of the mighty throne.